Welcome to the Whatnot Podcast, where we put the what into whatnot live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. It's Wednesday at 9 p.m. This is the Whatnot Podcast, where we put the what into whatnot. I'm Mike Z. I'm Chris, and it's 7 p.m. Central Time. Central or Mountain? Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, that's what I said. Mountain time. Sorry. Utah's really close to that, you know, Mississippi River. We're in the mountains, and I'm Gary. And Gary Jones joins us this evening because he has had a wild ride in the maker community. And I had a feeling that if anyone could describe just the overall getting into it to all of the people he's met and just the wonderful story that he has in his journey in this that well gary has the best story i've found so yeah, and if you if, if you ever wanted to meet somebody who is everybody's friend well you're meeting him tonight and his name is gary <laughs> i'm sure there'll be a few out there who disagree but you know uh, let them have their cake and potatoes. <laughs> potatoes and there's john thank you for joining us john Good old Angus. He's in here. Angus, how are you, buddy? Mr. Kyle Ely. The ever-present Kyle. That's right. Oh, there we go. Okay. Ah, I'll work this thing eventually. Oh, Landon's here. Hey, Landon. Landon's partners of, with Nick for the with stated, Nick, yeah. Yeah, stated Woods. Business partners. I think he's the smart one. It looks like it. He's a photographer. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the smart one. So he's here first. So yes, he is. <laughs> I would have said it even if Nick was here. That's true. All right, so uh, we'll just get started. So Gary, um, <clears throat> you've had a wild ride. Tell us a little bit about how before you decided to retire, and then you were looking for something to do, which became the Maker Community, and just how that whole thing worked out. Give us a little bit of backstory on you. Well, let's see. I'm old. How's that starting it? But you look young. We've we've learned it's older. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely old. Um, You'll have all your hair, so that's a benefit. That's true. I do, Chris. A good amount of it. That's okay, Chris. You remind me of my dad. I only knew my dad with your haircut. I didn't mean that like you're old, but I meant your haircut. No, no. The hole's already dug now, so. All right, we'll go there. So. Anyway, I, I don't know. I've always been in, I've always liked uh, to do things. Like my mother is a phenomenal maker. They didn't call her a maker. There was no such thing like that. But my mom is probably the most talented woman I've ever met in my life. And I met a lot of makers. Um, she is a general contractor. 
She's an artist. She's uh, designed and had her own ski clothing business. She quilts, she paints, she sews, she does. If there was something that needed to be done, she would just do it. And so I grew up seeing that my whole life. The, if you were to walk into her house that she designed, built, and decorated, there's wow. nothing in that house that she hasn't touched. So my dad, on the other hand, had zero interest in any of it. So, but he was supportive of my mom. So I think I've always been around it and uh, came from, you know, a generation of people who did things on their own. Um, and so I've always kind of been involved in making things or, or DIY, I guess the best thing I was willing, I'll take that project on. I'll build those cabinets in the garage. I'll try that stuff. And, but my career that I had was uh, crazy. And uh, in terms of travel, et cetera, I ended up going into the computer business and I ended up doing international and worldwide sales and marketing and have traveled to almost every continent in, I haven't been to Africa or the Middle East, but every other continent I've been to multiple times in multiple countries. So I didn't have a lot of time to do that type of thing, but I always had a little table saw, like a little contractor saw and, you know, that type of thing and would always do things around uh, the house. But I don't know, not too many years ago, probably about 2017, 2018, I decided, okay, I'm really going to do this shop that I wanted to do forever. Uh, and I had the space and the time in the room and the kids had grown and gone. And, and I thought, okay, now's the time. And I kept threatening to build a miter saw station or something like that. And my friend goes, I go, he goes, well, you just ought to get online and look and see what's going on. And what a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so I got online and I think I, the first, one of the first videos I saw was Jay Bates and Jay's miter saw station, who I think almost every miter saw station I've seen out there has been some, somewhat patterned after what he did. And I'm sure he patterned his after something else. I, I don't know. But, and then some guy talked about this guy named a wood whisperer and I'm going to what, uh, which is Mark Spagnola. And I went down a rabbit hole deep and I think I hardly watched anything but uh, YouTubes for months. And I went, Oh my gosh, look at this, look at this, look at this. My wife calls it wood porn. That's what she calls it. So, <laughs> so I kind of go, yeah, it could be, anyway, take it however you want, but that's what she calls it. So, um, you know, I would go down that path and I started looking at it and I went, oh my goodness, how much information is out there? And then all of a sudden you could make a comment or ask a question. And, you know, you'd think an IT guy would know this kind of stuff, but that was work. I didn't want anything to do with it once I got home. And uh, the whole ability to go and see and learn from other people. And now it's so commonplace. You want to fix a car? YouTube it, right? Mm -hmm. University of YouTube, as they call it. But for some reason, I started interacting with these folks. And uh, then I realized, like, I kind of stumbled on Izzy and uh, Izzy Swine. And, uh, you know, I think, I can't remember whether the first thing I saw was the walking dinosaur or not. But, you know, he's sort of famous for the drill-powered... Um, everything. Drill, yeah, yeah really. thank you. Drill-powered everything. And uh, it was interesting to look at that. And 
and then he had this uh, group, you know, this group it was called the Toolmasters Association. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. I'd, I'd never heard, there was nothing like Patreon that I remember at that point in time or any of this. There was no talk of tribes or whatever the heck we call this crap. You know, <laughs> he had this TMA, uh, Toolmasters Association. And I, and he was doing like live uh, sessions where you could ask what's going on. You could, you know, text back and forth if you're a member. And I go, well, I think I want to be a member. Plus, there was a tool that I wanted. And if you join the group, you got a discount. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can be cheap. And so I thought, I'll join and uh, and see what it is. And I just would start commenting on his his posts or on a YouTube post or do whatever. And I started getting responses, which was a bit surprising. But Izzy, I would tune in on his uh, weekly uh, discussion that he had live at the time. And I would just, I just started interacting with him and he sent me the nicest text one day and he goes, Gary, you're one of the most positive guys on, on the group. And I really was taken back by that because I don't understand what, why he even said that. Cause I didn't understand why I, I didn't know what trolls were. Never mm-hmm. heard of that crap, you know? So anyway, and you could interact, you could text and interact while he was on the live and he would answer questions. And we would interact quite often on, you know, with, with other members of that group. And then he decided he was going to go up to Kalkuska and this is, I'm, I'm getting there, but, uh, yeah, and, and he was going up to Kalkuska to create a maker space and, you know, try a different uh, avenue from a, a career type path thing. And he was mentioning what he was going to do. And I just text him privately and I said, I really would like to come and help. And he goes, really? What do you want to come and help for? And I go, well, I just think it would be fun. And I was retired. And thanks to my sweet wife, who still works part-time at the airlines, I get to fly for free. Even better. <laughs> so it wasn't a big, you know, like I had to drive there or all that. So I mentioned that I would do that. And he goes, well, okay, let me let me talk about that. And in the meantime, uh, this was like in June of 2017. For some strange reason, there was a little group of YouTubers that were pretty well known at the time. They were going to try to hold an event in Skiatook, Oklahoma. And it included folks like Jay Bates, uh, you know, uh, Sean Stone, uh, George, George Van, I never say George's name right, Van, Van, Van Dreska. Van Dreska, thank you. Um, Braxton Worthen and a bunch of other folks. And I didn't really know these people. I'd interacted with them once or twice. And it happened to be about a mile, I mean, about a half hour to 45 minute drive from where my son lived in Oklahoma. And I thought, well, I'll just fly out, see the grandkids and, and go down there. And I took my grandson, who Blake, who was five at the time, Blakey, and thought, I'll take him down there with me. Well, that was like bringing a puppy to a singles bar. <laughs> So I took him down there and everybody, he was so engrossed, so engaged with everything that he saw. It was very low key. It was out in a big field and they'd set up these booths. And I think at night they were sitting around the campfire and slamming him back and, you know, talking about what this was all about. And I, Blakey loved it. And the attention and the kindness that was shown to him and to me in that event kind of just changed my 
it just started a journey that I, I still today am kind of humbled by. And I thanked all of those people. I thanked Jay. I thanked him because they'd helped me do things. They'd helped me learn. And I think George goes, people don't thank us. I go, well, why? I don't know. I just did it. I, I was grateful that I'd learned so much from these guys. And now I got to tell them face to face. And they did. They took a, a liking to Blakey and George put him on his lap, helped him do a CNC sign that said Blakey and all that kind of thing. And Braxton showed him what the lathe was all about. And by the way, Braxton Worthen mm. just passed away last week, which was uh, a rough deal because mm. I yep. started a relationship with Braxton, a young guy, and he's never done anything but show kindness in this community, you know, so it's a big loss. But yep. um, and and Jay gave him a Everybody was clamoring. All the old guys were clamoring because Jay had made some screwdriver or some handle. He gives it to Blakey. Sean Stone's there and they're all wanting some. Gives it to Blakey. You know, they're making birdhouses. Gave it to Blakey. And so Blakey's walking out with all his stuff. And I said, I literally was like bringing a, a hey, Nick, how you doing, bud? It was like bringing a kid to a single bar, a puppy. It was, um, but they were so kind and they still remember him. They still remember him. Every once in a while, I'll get a comment. How's Blakey doing? You know, that's, oh, that's, that's awesome. five years ago. And then the next event was Izzy. And, and I said that. And then Izzy goes, well, maybe we'll have a maker meetup and we'll see what we can do. So I went up there and he and a bunch of people saw the comment. They all, a bunch of people piled on. We went up there with his ragtag group. And I walked in and I was by far the oldest guy in the room, you know, by far. <laughs> and um. And work most of them, work most of them to death. <laughs> but they were there. And that's the group. That's uh, I think there was a couple of guys that showed up later, but there we were in the January in Kalkuska, Michigan, just south of the UP, uh, in this big shop trying to help create this space that Izzy was trying hard to make. And and uh, you know, quite an event, quite an opportunity. And uh, Izzy and I had already communicated, but I, that was the first time I met him face to face. And I walked in and, and, uh, we got along well. Um, there was a lot of ego in that room. You know, a lot of those guys were there going, well, how do you do this YouTube? How do you do this thing? And they'd all go, Gary, do you have a YouTube channel? I go, no. <laughs> and they go, really? And I go, no. Do you have an Instagram account? And I went, no. <laughs> they go, what are you doing here? And I go, well, I came to help Izzy. You know, and uh, Izzy and I spent a couple of breakfasts off to the side just so he, I think he could breathe because, you know, he was staying with them and all in this office building. They were all sleeping on mattresses and they were all enjoying themselves and, you know, getting a little bit. And I don't drink. So at about 10 o'clock at night, I go, have a good night, guys. See you tomorrow. I'm done. <laughs> he goes, don't you want to stay here? And I go, no, I'm good at the hotel. I'm just fine. So it was kind of fun but they nicknamed me Gare Bear it was either Pops or Gare Bear and uh they all started calling me Gare Bear and that was what it just stuck you know and so that's where Gare Bear Woodworks came from and at one point I thought hey maybe I want to do something with this whole social media and YouTube and you know maybe I could monetize it don't even want to <laughs> don't even want to jump into that water in I, that pool I don't think I thought maybe it'd be fun and I don't know it's it's not what brought me joy out of it. 
so that was the journey. And uh, from that point, Izzy and I became really close, you know, and uh, I, he's, I consider him one of my best friends. Uh, you know, we talk, if not weekly, almost weekly, at least once or twice. We, you know, I've, I've got to know his kids. Uh, you know, I, I've seen him now over the years kind of grow. And um, he's, you know, I've been to his shop. Numerous times. Yeah, numerous times. And and uh, usually I go out there and we just work and I don't mind it. I love it. You know, we're doing, I don't care what we do. It's hanging, it's in the shop. It's whether it's building a CNC or cabinets or sweeping the floor. It's all good. I was going to say, because I think that uh, majority of the comments here seem to be about sweeping the floors. Yeah, and I know. Diet Coke in the I think fridge. I have a broom with my name on it. Like Angus has got a broom with my name on it. Nick's got a broom. Uh, Nick wants a broom. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I really expected to see you uh, in some of his posts, you down at his house driving the skid steer, skid steer leveling out some of that crushing. Oh, man, doing. I want to do that. I know. Well, I might be there next week. There you it go. could happen. That's a just in, just in time retired. for the new machine to arrive. Oh, that's usually what happens. I go mm-hmm. there and we're putting together a CNC and we always have these high hopes, like we'll do something fun with it. And usually the, by the time I have to leave, it's like, can it move yet? <laughs> Not quite there yet. Yeah. So, but it's been, I put a few abnets together. That's for sure. So. Yeah. Cause actually all the ones in the background, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you put those together that he has there at the maker's playground now? Yeah. I think I had a hand in all, all of them. Mm-hmm. There were two, the first one was the four by four and, or the four by eight. And the second one was the, what five by 10, which is really six by 12, you know, as far mm-hmm. as actual size. And then, then the last one was another six by, tw- you know, five by 10 capacity that he, we put together. Nick came down and helped on that one a little bit. Yeah. There's Nick and, uh, one there. yep. And, and Maggie, that's Maggie in the back there. Yeah. That was when, that one was interesting. And I don't even understand how smart is he is. He's, he's an amazing it's it's really fun to watch that guy's brain work. Yes, it's, I can I, I can agree it's with really that. Really interesting, you know. It's it, uh, it's on another level. It's something to see. It's I've 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 learned and been around him enough to kind of see what's happening now. You know, he goes in this trance. It's just like he'll just sit there at the whatever workstation or whatever he's at, kind of goes in this thinking mode, and then he goes, okay, pops up. Next thing you know, stuff's flying, you know, saws flying, mm-hmm. everything's flying and just stuff's coming together. Things are being thrown around. And then they, then he'll, and it's like, what the heck? And then all of a sudden he'll go back and kind of go, hey, I'll go think about things for a minute. And then boom again. And it's designed in his head before he ever, yeah, ever puts a hammer to it. That's the way I can describe it is if you've ever been in a shop or in a setting where someone has to like twiddle the pencil in their finger, where they're just kind of staring off into space, or it looks like they're over there doing something like reading something. Yeah. They're not reading anything. Right. Or that's exactly how it looks. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, it, it's done in his head and he's ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, uh, it's an amazing thing to watch, you know? So, but anyway, and since then I've just been able to meet some, a lot of people call me Izzy's Gary or whatever, but you know, uh, he and Jess Crow are in a war about whether I'm Izzy's or Jess's and <laughs> I haven't been up to see Jess yet. She keeps inviting me up to Alaska and I really want to get up there, but, COVID hit and we all, hey, Jess, we all stopped. Everything stopped. And so 
although she did come through Utah and I went and saw her at the, met her at the airport and, you know, said hi to her. She was coming down for Little Giant, I think, or something. And she's on the move this past year. She's been on the move. Yeah, she's on the move a lot. And she's, but you know, there's just, I, I mean, I can't even list all the people. And, uh, well, luckily you sent us a lot of pictures so we can go yeah, through. Yeah, I'm sorry them. about that. You know, no, we expect bad, names for every single one of them, Gary. Yeah, That's we're right. good. I hope that I can uh, fail. <laughs> no, you won't fail. I, I have good faith in you. Well, I think, I think we talked about community. And I think one of the things that my friend, you know, before I got on, I was talking to him and, and uh, we, he goes, well, what are you going to say? And I go, I have no idea. But I think, I think the thing about this is there's so much discussion about social media and the good and the bad of it. And there's a lot of bad right now about it. I guess Facebook goes down for six to eight hours and I didn't notice, which is a good thing. That's a good you thing. Know? And, um, you know, but there's just so much going on with it. I mean, the guy's in Congress and all that kind of stuff. And I have found it to be a, an amazing way to make friends of people all over the country and even further out, you know, even into Australia, you know. Um, and I feel like I would never have had that opportunity, um, especially when you stop traveling and, you know, you're not mm -hmm. working and you're not meeting them through those venues to have met so many good people. And I think this community in particular, the maker community, the woodworking community, whatever you want to call it, the general attitude for the far majority of them, they stay away from political crap. You know, they, it's about, I'm here to help. And that's how I feel. It's like, I'm here to teach. I'm here to show. I'm here to learn. I'm here to share. And, uh, that's what's just really, really, I think, awesome. Yes. So, you know, and it, you can make it what you want. I mean, I'm sure some are in it and it becomes a business. And I've heard the bit of moaning about the algorithms changing and the pain and, and it can become a, a burden. But if you can get past that part and just focus on the friendships and that, I think it's pretty amazing. I think that a lot of people are seeing it as if you just do what you enjoy doing and don't worry so much about the algorithms, yep. um, it becomes enjoyable. There's those that go down the road and really dive into what makes this tick. I want to be viral or however they want to look at it. Right. And that also has a lot of effect on now they've taken the fun out of it and made it into a chore. It's the best yep. way I know how to look at it. And it, you can feel it. You can feel it in their content, you know? And yeah. And you can feel the angst that they might have. And uh, and then I think it's really being who you are. Uh, most people that I've met face-to-face, -face, in fact, almost all the people I've met face-to-face -face are much as they represent themselves in, in online. You know, and I think the few experiences that I've had that have been kind of, that ah, didn't feel good or weird. I don't know how to say it, but was where it didn't seem authentic. You know, it didn't seem like the person that I was talking to online or interacting with. I mean, I, of course, you don't know them intimately, like, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I got to know some intimately like Izzy and, and others and, you know, uh, but they seem to be themselves and they seem to be genuine. And when that happens, then all of this social media stuff is just a good stepping stone to becoming a real good personal friend. Yeah, you got to know when to, you got <laughs> 
you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them when it comes to social media. You really do. Like there's some people that I will mute for a while because they'll start going off on political rants or whatever. And I just personally, I mean, I take all information in and then just kind of decide on what I feel. Yeah. But at the same time, if someone's just constantly showing up in the feed and I'm like, you know what, just it's time for you to just be quiet for a little while. Like it's too much. That's what I do. Like they have made that a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? I'm used to getting muted by you. So it's okay. <laughs> no, yeah. Hey, Angus, if you know someone who's looking for it, I'm more than happy to help. Yeah. He's got that low radio voice, you know? So I, it was funny because my mom used to always tell me that and I just didn't quite get it. And then I think there was a video somewhere she had of me. It was, you know, one of those old camcorders from the nineties where I had a boom box and there was one particular person on the radio and I went to go find this voice. So in Arizona, there was a radio station called the, the coyote. It was the jazz station. And there was always one guy that would come on and he had this voice that everybody in the Valley knew. And it'd always be like, you know, 95.5 WKYOD. I always try to mimic that because I always thought it was cool. That's right. Yep. This, now, now we're here in 2021. Well, there you go. Someone's trying to hire you. Mike. There you go. I'll do that for JP. <laughs> Nick says, yeah, Soul Tree is a little bit better. I don't, about, I don't know about all that. I was just waiting for Nick to say, yeah, good face for radio too, but he didn't do it. You know? No, that's it what his dad face. told him. Yeah. His mom said, Man, you, you got a great voice for radio. And his dad said, Yeah, you got a great face for radio, too. Yeah, that's right. Luckily, Chris has met my dad. So. <laughs> See, oh. Angus Angus has taken a break for a while, you know. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I think remember. I've been lucky too. There's a lot of good makers in Utah and had a chance to it's funny, I had to go clear back to workbench con to help I was helping Izzy one time to meet uh to meet a lot of people from Utah, but uh, since then we've sort of really stayed in touch and and uh, and like you know Chris and you Mike, you're you're a long way from where I live, and so's Nick, and you know. And, but at I the same time, you reach out for anything, I'm more than happy to help. And you, you, you can you ask can. Chris. I'm horrible at texting back. I just that's the I don't know why I don't mean you to be text that me, way. Chris, what's going on, bud? <laughs> yeah, you, you need to message him on Facebook or message him on Instagram and you get a pretty quick response. If you text right? him, it might be tomorrow or next week before you get any kind of messenger reply. for sure. That's the only way really my wife and I communicate, you know, if I'm out doing whatever, then it's messenger, you know, text messages. I barely even look at anymore because most of them are all like, you know, Sonic or Bed Bath & Beyond or Home Depot. Someone trying to sell me something in my SMSs. Yeah. Yeah, I hear. I just saw somebody post that they just like to build. I mean, I, I sometimes I forget to even post anything, and I'll go blank for a week, and that isn't what you're supposed to do if you want to maintain engagement, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All about that scientific. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why for me, so just on the weekends, there might be something here and there during the week, but for the most part, that's when I'm actually doing something that you know Chris is constantly telling me, like, dude, that's good content. I didn't think of it at the time. Like I just think of the finishing part and just show a few yeah. tips and tricks here and there. And that's about it. Well, it's, I mean, I, I still go to it and see, you know, when I'm looking for something and want to know how to do something. And, and I, I've heard others say this, Izzy and others that have said, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Rolodex of the old days. And now that really takes, it just shows you how old I am. Right. You know, the name cards in the Rolodex. Oh, yeah. you know, where, used to flip through and say, yeah, I, I have this person who knows this and this person who knows that. And in some ways that's what the maker community can be. It's uh, 
opportunity to share. And it, you know, take the, I don't know why, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of competition. There is, you know, like how many subscribers you have and stuff. But I, I also see them all, always trying to support somebody else's efforts for the most part, mm -hmm. you know, at least the people I kind of tend to follow up do. So I swear all these comments are crazy tonight. Uh, just I just stir things up for Gary on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Taj Mahal, but he only filmed the finishing portion. That's that's how it should go. <laughs> yeah. I would love to get back to building. Don't get me wrong. It just always seems that, you know, finishing is the the call to arms right now. Then I'll do it. That's what I'm asked to do. That's what I do. That's yeah, like we said last that's week. my least favorite part, Mike. Is what? Finishing. By the time we get to finishing, my my passion for the project usually is waned off you know thank you that is exactly the number one complaint from everybody is and i've thought about this is that you've had this inspiration you've done the design yeah. you've done the build which is the cutting and getting the lumber and all of that exciting stuff you put it all together and by the time you're done getting ready to do the sanding bit you're kind of like yeah I'm, I'm now done with this like i've I, i'm yeah. exhausted now Right. And so the finishing part, they really just want to hurry through it and just be done with the project. And it's really not because finishing is not as much fun. It's because yeah. everything that came before it yeah. wore them out. And unfortunately, it's the stuff that shows, you know. Yeah, I'm usually through after I, after I finish building the jigs that I was going to use to build the project. <laughs> yeah, that's that can happen too. It's one of the things recently, I you know, I've gotten into turning. And, you know, we talked about Rebecca DeGroote and, and she was at the Klingspor event, which I'm glad you're having it, but I'm really sad it's not live. You know, I miss that live interaction. Hey, Rebecca. And by the way, that really attractive lady that's short, that's my wife. Yes, that is Sue. That's Sue. She is the best. So, And Sue herself has gotten into turning as well. She's been inspired she to do has, this. It, which is kind of fun. I might, might you know. Makes it easier to go buy a tool now. That's true. So you can look like this. That's right. That was, she was cutting, she was learning how to turn a green bull and I was trying to get a picture and I wore the shavings. You know? There you go. Anything for the cause. Yeah, that, that reminds me, oh, it was probably 15 years ago, maybe. When we, one of our extravaganzas, you know, we do, at our day job, they put out these huge run of lathes, little mini lathes, and they do complete wood turning training and beginners and stuff. Right. Yeah, one of the customers at, at he had come in and said, "Yeah, he was going to." He convinced his wife to come with him to the show. I was okay, good. He said, "So he's going to let her turn while he's off looking at tools." <laughs> little did he know that that little hour long turning exposition that she was going through, learning how to turn a pin, spawned a uh, quite a passion in her, and yeah, eventually, eventually she was turning so much she took over his shop. And allowed him to build a bigger shop separate from her so she could continue to build her empire of pools and woodworking yeah. related stuff. And it was, it was, he came in, he came in into the store. I don't know. It was uh, probably two, two or three weeks later. He goes, I said, man, where's your wife? You're in here with her all the time. He said, I needed a break. <laughs> <laughs> he said, she's, 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 she's trying to run me out. But then pushed out, right? So you got to oh, be careful with that, man. You get, you get her too excited about that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's crazy. It's might not have a shop. I'm going to yell at Angus. Cause he's, I think he's out there and you know, he, he, he called me one day and goes, you, you talked about getting into turning, you know, or, and 
it was after Kling Sport Events. Yeah, see, sorry. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you already knew. <laughs> sorry, you kicked and you down that rabbit I hole. I bought this little $500. I call it the Easy Bake Lathe. It's just <laughs> oh, easy. Nice. It's this small little lathe. And everybody had warned me, sort of, like, that's the cheapest thing you'll buy. Oh, my gosh, they were not kidding, you know. Mm-hmm. Since then, I bought a, a used Laguna 1836. Oh, there you go. Um, but I have spent, and I don't have hardly any, but the amount of money you spend on tools, on chucks, on whatever these things are that you have to have for a lathe, it is mind-boggling. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the lathe is the cheapest thing you will spend your money on. You know? Yes. Well, we used to have and, a joke in the store. What was it? A thousand dollars will buy you your first pen if you want to make it. Yep. And now, I mean, I know that's probably changed and gotten a little bit more expensive because that joke's for us, for Chris and I, that's, that's five yeah. years old or so. But yeah, that was always the thing. When someone comes in, I want to turn, you know, I want to, I want to get yeah. into turning pins and it's like, well, yeah. your first pen's around a thousand dollars after everything. It's like, what? Yeah. But, it's you know, true. It grows after that. And that's where. Yeah. Yeah. So the easy bake lathe is great because I know a lot of turners who still have their original. I, I'm keeping it. It's now and we, they do smooth Susan it's shop. We got to share now. So. Now you got to share. Well, no, you'll get another one. That's what will happen. You'll have one for bowls and one for like pins or bottle stoppers or whatever. Yeah, it's true. So, but, uh, you know, that's, it's been fun and, uh, she's, she's gotten into it and it's, it's been, it's kind of, I'm really enjoying it. And, there's another example. There was a, a, a kind, a kind gentleman and old, we call it every Tuesday. Now I go down to my friend, Scott Leeches and I met Scott a little over a year ago. He saw my posts and he commented and his, his Instagram, uh, his Utah bulls. Scott is a, I, I hope he's, he doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but he is, he's very, he's very shy, you know, but he is amazing. <laughs> And I walked into his shop and, and my chin hit the floor. Uh, his shop is unbelievable. It's just, I think he has five lathes. And, um, but he's, you know, he used to work at the University of Utah and he, uh, he was, I think in their contractor management or whatever, but he would help build things. So he really knows what he's doing. But he's the kindest guy. And for some reason, again, we hit it off and we have old fart turning Tuesdays now. And and uh, he has taught me so much and he's the kindest, most giving person I think I've met in a long time. I can't leave. The, I'll never get even. Never get even. And he'll hand me something, hand me a piece of wood or, you know, this. And he's he, he gets called all the time to go cut wood down at the university or schools and you know, and I've just gotten into it. I love it because it's back to the finishing, Mike. It's a project that you can start and finish mm-hmm. in one day. Yes. You That's walk right. out. In fact, it's kind of become the joke. I come home and the kids all say, uh, what did you, or, you know, either the, the kids, when my kids are here visiting, but Sue goes, what, what did you, what'd you bring home? <laughs> <laughs> it's like show and tell what, what did you make today you know she gets excited now the bowls you have behind you weren't those ones that you just turned over there scott's yeah this was like i brought a couple down this is uh this was yesterday's this thing is this is huge here i'll give you the best shot of it oh yeah it's like 20 inches it's this big huge redwood bowl 
I couldn't turn it on my lathe, but he has a big one. And it was, a, and Redwood's not fun to turn at all, but. It's responsibly sourced, correct? Yes. Yeah, well, it was a guy's tree that cut it down in the neighborhood. Oh, even better. So yeah. That's Here's going you. to him, you know, and then, but, you know, I walk into Scott's and he hands me a piece of burl that looks like this. Now, see, that's wood porn. Yeah. That's a true is. definition. And, you know, and he goes, no, just take it. And I go, Scott, you could sell this piece of, you know, you guys sell wood, so you'd know. Mm-hmm. you know. But we've done some fun things. And like this was one of the, and we he, he tries everything. So this is one of the things we did, which was, a, um, this is a threaded box. This was fun. And for some reason, and I'm not at all bragging, I've gotten lucky that a lot of times the first thing I turn is the best thing I do. And I, I should never do another one because this work, this was a threaded box. I'd never threaded before chased a thread hmm. and it worked the first time, which I don't know why it did, but I don't know if you can see the threads there anyway. It's still cool. Now, do you think that because it's your first time doing it, that you're not judging yourself as you're doing the project? That's why it turns out so well. Maybe that could be part of it. And and Scott's a really good teacher and he's really patient. And I think, you know, a lot of times what he does is I'll show up there and he's got two lathes, you know, it's got several, but he'll be on a lathe and then there's one right next to it. And it's like having private lessons, you know, and, hmm. and, uh, and it's just, you know, you come home with something like that. And that's cool. And, you know, in one day, so he does everything though. He's all he's into all kinds of different stuff. And like I turned this platter, and this was the first time I'd done a platter. And you see the profile on it. I've never done one before. I don't know. I think I want to do one again because I don't think I'll do it. Well, see, I'm just going to put this out there, Gary. Yeah. Some people, you said you you think you feel like you're lucky on your first run. Yeah. Did you ever consider that you might just be that good? No. <laughs> you should consider that. No. I mean, all these people you hang around, I mean, maybe you've absorbed by osmosis. Well, there's truth in their that. abilities yeah. to do some of these things. Well, and I, you know, it's it's like we didn't start that. We started with beads and coves. It's a uh, you know, that Scott's asking or Angus is asking about the wood, speaking of generosity. I did a retirement box for him, and you know, Scott donated that wood and gave it to me. And uh anyway. Yeah, no, I, I've learned a lot from him. Yeah, there he is. And I was going to say, you. Angus, out of all the pictures you could possibly take, make sure your eyes are open. <laughs> well, he's going to be day. I chose it because I liked his open mouth. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's, you guys yeah, have a lot go. of fun. <laughs> that's Insta fame right there, you know. Who's taking pictures of who? <laughs> so, I don't know, but you're you're pr- probably right, Chris, in the fact that I've been able to absorb a lot. You know, so it it doesn't feel like it's my first rodeo when I do something. And, uh, you know, and I, I fooled around my whole life, but just never like, you know, it's a passion now. I, I don't go very many days without trying to do something and work with my hands. And and uh, there's solace in it. It's, you, I mean, most of this maker community gets it. Mm-hmm. You know, for so many years, m- the measurement of success was not hard to you know when you're in sales and marketing the measure for success yeah there's i mean it's not subjective it's do you make your number do you not do that but it's not gratifying it's not like you 
yeah. felt like, wow, I, I was able to make something or create something. I think that's the coolest thing with the whole community is you start and you, you have something tangible to go, man, yes. I got to see that happen. Or you got to actually hold what you watched uh, happen on a YouTube video at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty cool too, just to actually have it in your hand or to look at it and be like, wow, you know, I know how that was made. Right. And that's right there. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or, Hey, I had made that suggestion to Izzy when I was there and I guess on the plane, he decided he wanted to institute that as his own. That's fantastic. I mean, I really <laughs> like how he did that. Yeah. 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 I've made a few suggestions to Izzy, but very few of them have had anything to do with building. <laughs> <laughs> some of them have had something to do with marketing or that kind of stuff, but very few have had anything to do with the other stuff. But yeah. You know, that's always helpful information. It doesn't hurt. Right. So we'll take a look at a little bit of Gary through the years, I guess you'd say it all started with uh, Charlie. Oh my goodness. That is, those are my two daughters. I also have a son, but that is shot buddy Charlie right there. And my daughter, uh, the the one holding Charlie that's that's Aunt Michelle Kara uh, is her Kara's Charlie's mom the one on the right but uh, Michelle made that sign and I helped her make it when she was here and that's I think awesome. we stroll side it she painted it we did all that but my daughter's really getting into it both of them are a little bit but the one holding the baby Michelle she's really she's got a Glowforge now and she's wants a table saw bad and. The only kind her husband will let her buy is a saw stop because she cuts herself on a knife all the time. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a peace of mind. Yeah. It, well, especially for her husband, he will, you know, but she's getting into it and that's fun. Yeah. You know, it's fun when you see your kids enjoy what you do, you know, and your grandkids mm-hmm. and Charlie, he's speaking of enjoying their shop buddy, Charlie right there. That was a year ago. And he, that was the miter saw station. And he already knew how to pick up a drill then. And he was in the shop today playing. He comes in, he goes, Papa's shop, go. <laughs> you know, he He's wants ready. to be down there. So, and the, uh, the one thing that I knew you for early on were these beautiful shots of these mountains with this snow on it. Yep. That's the other shop. That's my friend right there. That's the other shop. That's that the is shop. the, uh, I have two shops. I have the shop in the house and then I've got the, I call that the winter shop. Mm-hmm. And I've skied since I was eight years old. Uh, and it's a passion. I taught skiing for eight years. I could tell you all the injuries I've had. I broke my neck. I dislocated my hip. I torn my hamstring. And everybody goes, well, you must not be very good. Well, the trouble is I kept trying to throw myself off cliffs and and upside down and twists and all that stuff. So you were in X like games before then. Pardon me. You were in X games before they were there. It was extremely stupid. If that's, you know. Well, look at it like this until you've been struck by lightning at least five times. Jerry meesemer has got you beat. There you go. There you go. Yeah. If there's an injury report for the most ever by far, he's got that one. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't, I don't want, I've had enough. Believe me. But it's, I love it. I just, and I've never really been hurt. Well, I can't say that. But when I normally, when I was just skiing like a normal person, it was when I was doing the last, the last injury, I was just skiing like a normal person. Well, I was going to 65, but I was, it was, uh, I got hurt that day. 
So I was going 65. We're going a little fast. A little up close of the uh, Charlie sign. Yeah, Charlie sign. Um, The bedroom. Yeah, see, that's a collaboration with my daughter. That's her. We made that headboard. And my mom. You know, she wanted a headboard, so I helped her put the structure together, and her and my mom upholstered the whole thing. That's awesome. So, you know, mom gets involved in that stuff, too. She's, uh, she is, I should have, if you really want to see stuff, you should have seen her stuff, you know. But you only sent me my, what you sent me. You I know. She sold my daughter's wedding dress, and it won the state fair, and it oh. had 50,000 hand-sewed glass beads on it. Wow. So, well, it's a good thing she went she went ahead with the wedding because I'm sure she wouldn't have been upset if she didn't. Right. That's right. And so far, they're still married. Even better. So that's a bat I made for my uh, Blakey, for Blakey, the one we talked about earlier. Yeah. He's, yeah. Does he still have all of those things that he got? Because um, he still has the screwdriver. He still has the toolbox. It's, it's still in the shop. I There he is. So that that uh I don't know if he's still got the birdhouse, but he's got the toolbox and the screwdriver that Jay gave him, and that's Sean Stone there too as well. And and uh yep, that was a great day. So makes it worth it. Oh, and this this gentleman here, he's he's local. Oh, Abram is Abram is off awesome. Outcast Woodworks. Uh he is he's really a good maker. He made me that mallet. And I met him in at WorkbenchCon, uh, but you know he lives local and he's a really good guy too. You know, I know I'm going to say this. I hope he doesn't get offended, but you know sometimes we tend to judge people before we know them by the way they look. Mm-hmm. Abram is a classic example that reminds me never do that because he kind of looks a little wild, and sometimes he's got the you know the hair bun on his hair, and you think this guy's and he and he really really isn't it punk rock heavy stuff which i just can't deal with he is the most kind you know best dad loving guy you know yeah even if he does like to bang his head on that stuff it's awesome i love yeah, mike yeah he didn't make mike, me feel are you so into bad. that too yeah he didn't make yeah. me feel so bad whenever i posed me and like because sometimes i'm like ah oh, maybe it's too hard for some people and yeah and there's some of his reels that i see and i'm like oh i don't feel so bad now yeah like yeah, he's got well, like 25,000 people. I, I don't want anywhere near that, but hey, I don't feel bad now. You know, I, I'm back to the Kenny, you know, Kenny Rogers reference was mentioned earlier. I relate to that one. <laughs> my portfolio of music on my Spotify is quite diverse. I started I looking at it like, man, I have, I was thinking about, I was literally going to make you a list, Gary, of all the songs. Yeah. Every Sunday, I'm just going to start picking some that are more calming. You know, because yeah. I have like Sunday morning, you kind of want something to call. Yeah, I, I, if it was the headbanger stuff, I'd probably swipe. Right. Yeah, I figured. It's all right. Yeah. That's that works for me because the first one I did with Allison Chains, it was just like that was in that moment. I thought, okay, that's for Gary. Like I get it now. <laughs> I see it because when I'm doing it, I don't. Uh, it's just stirring paint, whatever. Yeah, the Zen moment. The Zen stirring paint. Uh, and I think I've even gotten to where I try to emulate the old Mike Ziegler from time to time. Sometimes, it's, it, sometimes it's a caricature. Yeah. Where I go crazy, but you know, most of the time it's hey, yeah, I want to be like Mike. Oh, what was the thing that you did with the rattle can? Like you went to spray all crazy on something, and Izzy messaged you like, "Yeah, I can't even remember what the heck it was." But oh yeah, yeah, so I, I had uh, done that, just crazy mist, and it's like, "Hey, look at Mike Ziegler. 
I think Izzy thought I was putting him down. Izzy, Izzy yeah. messaged Izzy messaged me and, was, and started giving me giving me a hard time about me commenting like that on Mike. And I was like, I, I, I mean, how do you respond? It's like Mike knows I was, it was a giant um, joke, and I think everybody else did the way I so did. So the beast it. was coming to protect Mike. Mike's as big I, as clearly, clearly. It was kind of a humbling moment for me because I'm like, wow, okay, I didn't, I would not have thought that. Really, he's he's get, he's so busy with everyone else. I really didn't think he would take yeah. the time for that. But when he said that to Chris, Chris is like, um, I really didn't mean to make him mad. Yeah, yeah I was like, Mike, what 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 do you say here? I mean, it's yeah. like, I mean, I don't well, I don't want to rock the he, boat already. He be protective. <laughs> he can be really protective of his. He can be Papa Bear. I can be pop if I'm really pretty. But if you want to see me change, you threaten family or friends, and I can get pretty. I can get pretty Papa Bear. <laughs> it's the one area where I go, not doing that. So anyway, that's the way it is, you know. But hey, I, I think he he misunderstood the way I had phrased it, and uh, <laughs> clearly he did. But uh, it worked out. You know, we just move on. And oh, uh, he he wouldn't he wouldn't hold the he wouldn't hold the grudge. He probably didn't even know he did it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and then I said, okay, fine. Then I'll uh, I'll start a uh, can opening contest with Mike, and we'll go that route. Yeah. So, well, you did see. Uh, I mean, he still got. Didn't you make something at his shop when you were uh, learning the CNC? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's like yeah. my double Michael was up with that. Two mics at once. You were learning the hmm. CNC, and uh, I think you did. He make you? I think it's still there. I thought you left something there. I can't remember what it was. Maybe not. I like, so. I, I made something. For him, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I think it might have been a hammer. Yeah, I think that yeah. will be. There. I did a I did a, a carve out, uh, very flat version of his, of the uh, Thor hammer. Uh, yeah, I think it's my. Story. And then put his name and stuff on it. Yep. So, oh, I'm glad that works. Sorry, I lost all audio. I couldn't hear you guys at all. Oh, good. Sorry. I'm so glad you couldn't hear. And thanks for joining us. And uh, next yeah. week we're going to have. Uh... Welcome to technical difficulties with Mike Z. Yeah, there you go. So sorry. So when are we going to do the Klingspore event again, Mike? In person? You think next year? Yeah. So I don't even know how to describe why it wasn't this year. It wasn't for the reason that everyone thought it was. I can put it that way. Okay. Because I'm not going to say words and all that because I don't want YouTube to get all mad or Facebook for that matter. But it wasn't necessarily for the reason everyone thought it was. It was more due to the entire global logistics issue. Yeah, just trying like, to even get sir, sir, getting anything is ridiculous now. Oh, it's okay. So I was telling Chris, it's really bad when you call a manufacturer asking, "Hey, you know, someone's just curious when this is going to be coming in," right. and they literally laugh at you and then hang up. Yeah, that's that's not acceptable. I was like, I was I was completely shocked that that even happened. Yeah. But it was the it was the case of like I think they're getting to the point of tired of answering that question because they don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so that's really where it comes down to. Yeah, I saw somebody. You know, this this isn't political. I just happened to see a post that they were showing. You know, you can track planes in the sky, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same thing with ships. There's GPS trackers on them, and it was just a post of the United States and all of the ships just waiting offshore. Just hundreds and hundreds of ships waiting offshore. I'm assuming it was real. Who knows anymore? But it mm -hmm. sounds real since we can't, and they just can't, you know, get stuff in. 
It's real. Yeah. I've seen news agencies actually talk about it. So in, yeah. in other, other uh, entities online. So, I mean, I'm, I feel yeah, it confident. doesn't seem to be one sided, like, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, any political and yeah. right or left, it just seems to be a fact, you know, it's certainly a fact when you go to the store and look on the shelves. Yep. And, and it's really coming down to a chain reaction of the entire logistics system. Yep. Everybody who touches one item creates it, yeah. ships it, checks it in, puts it on a truck, ships it to another place. Like everybody in that line is is it having those it. issues. Yeah, yeah. And the demand, I think, in, in the industry that you guys are in, and in the maker community, that just the demand, at least out here. I don't know what you guys are facing here, but in the West, the inventory of homes and the explosion that's going on. I mean, our it's insane in Utah. It's yeah. crazy. It's it's that way everywhere. I mean, we're we're where Mike and I live, we're I don't know, an hour northwest of Charlotte. So even as far this way up, people who are having to work in Charlotte are choosing to live and move into this yeah. area. Yeah. And Reminds me of California uh, in the eighties when I was trying yeah. to find a house. So I think I'm glad I'm getting old. You guys can deal with all this. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> Yeah, I had, a, had, an, That'll work. had an appraiser come by the house today. We're trying to refinance and he came by and he goes, literally, you picked the best time to refinance. I said, well, I wanted to do it back in the summer. And he goes, no, no, trust me when I tell you, you got through, you got all those wackadoodles got all through all of the inventory. Now things have finally reached the bottom and they're going to start swinging up. He said, you can already see it. Yeah. And so he said, uh, you know, literally, this is the best time. He said, between now and the end of the year, if you're looking to refinance appraisals, your house will never appraise for more than it is right now. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. My audio just came back. So whatever. Whatever. Uh, Angus, I know how long yeah. did he wait for his band? So he waited <laughs> that a was long before time. it got crazy. Angus. It was right at when it started. Just, we just we started started. noticing it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. It was one of those things to where we were, we had to order things last year for the extravaganza this year. There's a lot of things from December of last year that still haven't come in. Wow. Wow. And we're still waiting on those original POs that were put in. That's crazy. And then there's some things that we have POs for that the, then the company comes out and says, yeah, we're, um, we don't know when we'll have yeah, that. Just so just cancel all POs. Yeah. And then yeah, there's products that are that are completely shut down because the whole country shut down. Yeah, you know, like mm -hmm. like uh, the the yeah. Timbermate Buddy. I mean, Australia is pretty much going, and so now, yeah, right. I know. I Ash from Wood Whiskers. You know, he's who made the funniest video of me apparently developing a broom for Australia woodworkers. So, you know. I saw that. Does it get pushed in the opposite direction? Uh, good point. No, but I think you. I think when you put it in the trash can it goes the other way oh okay, okay. i'm sure that the dust collectors are in you know go the opposite direction as well I, I i'm confident you're correct yeah yeah i'm confident i think that. that's it yeah you know well, we can take a look and see i just want to see make sure i get okay so workbench con you met a lot of people yep for sure um was that probably the bigger the biggest of the maker slash youtube meetup yeah, for probably you probably was i i think it's funny. I, I met quite a few in Atlanta too. And, you know, I, I, part of this is on Izzy's coattails. There's no question about it. You know, I, uh, in fact, I went there to help Izzy at WorkbenchCon because he was still pretty much suffering from his, you know, medical condition that 
since then he's had surgery and he's doing much better. But so, you know, I was just there to try to help. And yeah, that's probably where I met the most people and got to put a face with a, you know, uh, with an Instagram account or a YouTube account. And I found it quite interesting. It was, it was worthwhile. I was there without any real expectation, but the marketing guy in me just couldn't stop thinking about what it is and what it could be and what it won't be. That's what we talked about almost the whole time was that. Yeah. You and I sat Mike and talked and said, Mm -hmm. you know, I can see this is going to have a really short life and, and, or a long life, depending on the direction they move. And, um, it was a very much a meetup and a, a press the flesh kind of place where you could, you know, get to know one another. And, and some of the, the, uh, I thought the breakouts were very good, you know, but you can only go so far with some of that. Some of it was really good if you were just getting into it, et cetera. But mm-hmm. you know, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go next year? What are you going to do the next one? And actually talked yeah. to Spags about Mark, Mark uh, Spagnola about that. And, you know, I said, what do you think about this? Because he came that time just to check it out. You know, he and Matt were there. And we didn't have a long conversation, but, you know, I said, I, he thought the same thing. He goes, where's it going to go? Because, but this is the marketing, the brain in me that just starts going, okay, well, if we're going to do this, and we're going to have this convention and you're really going to show them how to grow. Like, like there needs to be more with how to work with manufacturers. Mm-hmm. You know, there needs to be more with how do you, how do you develop product? How do you source product? You know, uh, can you find, which is interesting. We just talked about how hard that is, but, but how do you find, you know, some of these guys like Izzy and others, uh, Jonathan Catmoyes, they've developed some really cool things. So how do you work with, with those who are trying to turn their social media, which is really just an avenue to market and to sell, if that's what you're into, into production and that. So that was what I was talking about. So that was, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it from an observer consulting type view with about 40 years of marketing experience, you know. And uh, and why haven't you, and this is a question that I, that I just, I think of is like, why aren't you putting yourself out there as maybe a resource to help someone just, you know, let you know, Hey, I've reached this crossroad in your experience, given what I'm doing, which direction do you think I should look at going? Well, I probably helped a few people one-on-one do that, you know, and and sometimes I think, well, should you do consulting? But there's, there really is something about age where they look at you and, and and I know this, I don't want to, but I remember going for an interview about five years ago, and it was for a company that I actually set up their entire channel, international and U.S. And they did, the person that was hired didn't know that, right? You know, because mm-hmm. it, it, it transitioned, and I think it had been sold. And she says, well, I think they're looking for somebody more relevant, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's a bad misconception on their part. And I thought... And it, and it really, I mean, it was pretty obvious that, you know, she found out I was like 60 some years old and she just went, yeah, for somebody young, you know, See, I, I, think I, that's a blind do it. I just, I don't know if I want to, it's a lot of work, you know, That's and, true. and uh, I wouldn't mind it for the right person, you know, and for the right opportunity. And uh, it's like my wife, she helps to put weddings on for friends and she's often asked, well, why don't you do this for a living? And, and our, our classic response is, uh, she doesn't love you guys enough. <laughs> because the amount of work that it takes, well, somebody will work for Diet Coke. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that. 
I don't know. Probably was the Diet Cokes. Yeah. But yeah. Well, the only reason I say that is because after talking with you about the marketing side of things is that it's the same animal, no matter how it changes its skin. Right. It is. You know, I mean, you have the medium medium of communication and the the speed change, you know, significantly. And the, the, the avenues to get there, you know, used to be print TV and, you know, that was it. Radio. And radio. Yeah. Radio. Yeah. But the messaging still has to be decided what you're going to, how you're going to present yourself is it's changed. Tension spans are shorter and all that, but the theory hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. And the experience that you've learned what works and doesn't work hasn't changed. And, you know, things like that. So it's, uh, Angus Young and As you're hired, if it's only for Diet Cokes, he'll do there it. There you go. There you go. Uh, but the, I mean, the only reason I say is because really I have always had an interest in marketing. I really have since I was little. Mm-hmm. And I just remember looking at all these different things people were doing. And as time progresses, as you have Facebook and Instagram, I look at Instagram as nothing more for people as a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Remember, you had to print out all your pictures. You had to print out yeah. all your clientele's yeah. testimonials and hand it to somebody. So right. like you're saying in print, it's the same idea. If you're a small business, you have to print all mm-hmm. out and then hand it to a client, let them look over it. Now social media can be used as that. Like it all just depends on what how you want to do yeah, it. I and mean, what do you need for? It can be used. Uh yeah, it's true. And you you know, I mean, then then websites came out. I mean, rudimentary websites, right? You know, and yeah, and such. But uh the difference I think today is the the interaction that you get, like, you know, there's discussion about micro influencers and all that type of thing, and the interaction you get and the the speed at with which it can uh, go is phenomenal. Um, but also the life cycle is short. you know, the life cycle of any trend or product, holy crap. I mean, TikTok and, you know, reels and that kind of stuff, the life cycle is days, you know? And I think that that's why trying to make money on that stuff is, you know, it's, it's interesting, but, uh, I think it's, it's an, as far as a way to get communication out and a way to get influencers. And, you know, you guys know more than I do. It's a different market for me. I was in the IT market and, and such, but you guys, you know, product, et cetera, you can see micro influencers and, and why do those work? You know why they work? It's because you feel like, you know, them. yes, you know, the, the, the biggest and best, uh, you know, they've tried to have trusted spokespeople even back in the television days, Walter Cronkite, it's, it's the way it is, you know. I mean, it's, that's the way it was. That's the way it is. You know, those types of people, that's why you still see Tom Selleck or somebody like that for us old folks, you know, that, you know, that are on there hawking. I mean, for heaven's sakes, uh, what, you know, uh, just these old guys are out there hawking the stuff because they're quote unquote trusted, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, I think what happens in the thing with social media, that, you know, is that it can build a level of perceived trust very quickly. Perceived, you know, if Izzy recommends something and people have confidence in Izzy, um, it sells and it sells mm-hmm. quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and because people have confidence and which the good guys 
take that responsibility seriously, you know, and they protect their brand and they protect their image because, you know, that's really what he has. He or, you know, Mark, Mark's, you know, Spagnola, I've watched him. I don't know Mark very well. We've had a few interactions, very limited, but you can see how careful he is, the Wood Whisperer is, at protecting what he does promote and what he doesn't promote. Yeah. Because he recognizes that his brand is and his trust level, I call it trust equity. I'm sure I'm not the one who made that up, but his trust equity is huge. And uh, if you screw that up, not only will your channel go to pot, but so will a lot of other stuff, you know. Yeah. I think it's pretty interesting. It's as a guy who's been in marketing his whole life, um, it's interesting to see and it's kind of fun to watch it on the outside and then community you dive in. And to me, the, the fun part of it is not all that. The fun part is, is that it's also an avenue to really create honest relationships, you know, and I have just, I'm humbled and grateful for the friendships I've made. And uh, it's been, it has been, and I hope it continues to be a wonderful journey. I really do. Well, and you can tell you've made friends because they constantly want you around, especially when it's time to put CNCs together. Yeah, or sweep. Yeah. Or sweep, that's right. So we'll take a look at a few of these friends since we have oh, no. uh, just a couple of pictures to go through here. So this is another Workbench Con yep. one. That is uh, on the, well, on my left. Uh, let's see. It's hard to tell. On my left, the picture, that is Brandy from Eternal Harvest Decor, and she's local and just a sweetheart mom. And uh, she's her channel is doing very, very well. And to, on my right is Ashley. She's another local maker. And she was doing really strongly, and she's kind of backed off a little bit. You know, uh, she got married, uh, remarried, and she's backed off and kids and family, but she's really talented. And I think that's one of the really cool things is how many women, mm -hmm. I have daughters. So I just am always in, I just love seeing what, what they do. And I, I hope that doesn't sound one bit condescending because I don't mean it. Such. I think it's wonderful. And the examples that they set and they, you know, that so often I, I've heard them more than once. say they've walked into a Home Depot or something and you know, the guy starts answering to the husband or to the guy standing next to him because they don't think they know what they're doing. And I think you dumb SOP, <laughs> you mm. have no idea, you know, how talented they are. And, and, and oftentimes their creativity is far better than most of the guys I know, you know. And well, if you think about it, it all comes back to Abram. Yep. Because yeah. he, he just, he had the man bun. He's got the beard. Yeah. Just doesn't look like someone who would be so talented. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, they get it in their mind. It's going to be this yeah. way. And, and my wife's the same way. She's the creative one. Yeah. I'm just, I just live things. I just pick them up and put them down. Yeah. She's the one that yeah. does all the creative yeah. stuff. Well, and at the same time, and boy, she will put, she will set them straight. If they try her. to say, talk to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. She sets them straight. Well, my, look at my example. I talked about in the beginning, my mom, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, so that there are great people there. They were, they were fun to meet, and uh, it's funny we had to go so far to do it. Uh, we were going to have a big maker meetup, and COVID did that thing. So took that one right out of the ranks. Yep. Hello, Jess. That's Jess right there. Uh, Jess Ueda. She is just 
a fun, lively, fun spirit. And that's an Izzy connection that, you know, she used to work with Izzy and, and often I would be emailing or talking to her in those TMA meetings, you know, the tool masters association. She was a moderator there at one time. She wasn't was. she? Yeah, she okay. absolutely was. And she's just a lot of fun, you know, and, uh, so I'm trying to think. meet her. So if you didn't know who, who Jess is, her brother is famous for modern, oh, uh, man, modern right. designs or something. But yeah, ben Ueda is her brother. We know it so well, but yeah, Ben. Yeah. If you if you if you ever looked up anything, yeah. Joshua Tree, California. Right. Just look that up. That's and basically, right. you'll find everything. Yeah. Good for them if they um, want to live there. <laughs> so that, I mean, you know, you live in the desert, and I've lived in the desert, but I have to say, Joshua Tree is one of those places that is barren. Yes, it is. I've been there. She uh, she has a lot of Garys, and that start started kind of a joke where Izzy would say. You want to see my Gary? Because she, all her squirrels, she, she feeds squirrels out of her hand. Animals that, that she has such a soft, they'll come up and they'll eat right out of her all the time. Yep. And so she, she calls them Gary's. So that was always a big joke is he goes, well, my Gary can do this. What can yours do? Yeah. He did one, one time where my Gary can sweep, right. you know, can your Gary's clean up after themselves or something? Right. I remember stuff that. like <laughs> And Kevin. Kevin Lefty, Lefty's workshop. Kevin lives about five miles away and he's a school teacher. He and I got together out there and we rode back. I gave him a ride home from WorkbenchCon, you know, from the airport. And uh, his, he's a twin. His brother's righty, I think. He's Lefty. That's how that got came about. How that started. And I think we mentioned Jess Pro yes, earlier. Yes, I got to get up and see Jess's shop. Keep yeah, the new shop that's fully loaded. Yeah, she's a busy girl. You know, she is. She's a, she's got an amazing story. You know, and and yeah, that's another one. I just took a little. You know, I went over at Workbench Con and sat in a class, and we sat and talked and hit it off. And since then, we've stayed in touch, and you know, it's been fun. And of course, you have Izzy yep, and George. Izzy and George. You know, and George is. George, that, that was at your guys' place, you know? That's at uh, mm -hmm. Klingspor at the... At the very, extravaganza. Yeah, at the extravaganza, Apple Swirling Room. And... Uh, oh, no, speaking of which... Hey, Coleman. <laughs> the boss is on. Yep. Oh, hey, give it... Yeah, so like, the extravaganza will be happening. I thought we banned that guy. Yeah, I helped sweep that. that place, too, I think. I helped sweep there, ever. You actually did help sweep, yeah. And not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored. Hey, Gary, half of my house has been uh, rotted out with mold and it's all been repaired. I need you to come help me sweep that up. Sweep you mind? it? Yeah. Oh, maybe. You never know. So if you're closer, I would. So. So we got to show, got to have. Big know, Sterling. Got to have Sterling. Sterling's a, yeah. I'm a big fan of Sterling. Yeah, Sterling just is one of those in general. big teddy bear guys that's just fun to hang with. And... I, you know, I always wondered what he would look like, man. I really thought. I don't want to know. Man. I, I yeah. don't want to know. When we surprised him with the table saw and Izzy's there and, and talking with his wife and his son's there and everybody's there and he opens up the door, you know, I really didn't know how that was going to go. Cause there's these people in his garage. Like that's his space. Yeah. Like yeah. it's sacred space. Yeah. So, but he was, he was awesome. Yeah. He was in tears. That was, so I, if you guys want to surprise me, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. okay with it. You know, I'll surprise. Oh, wait, you know what? We should surprise Sue with a new lathe. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
she would if there was lays the head we could do this i would hear about it too <laughs> so, yeah yeah she got it and you didn't you had to buy yours. that's okay yeah there it is again you see me with izzy a lot that was uh i think that was oh, a well, time. it was the beast build and uh he and jimmy were doing the beast build or something like that and i think i went out the week oh, before to help they were off to the yeah he was okay. he was suffering big time that week as he was you know he was in so i tried to tell him to quit he wasn't supposed to be lifting stuff and i just you know and he's a beast man I, that guy's just you know okay and, and this is not between you and i but at the same time did you ever notice people were talking that you and i were getting up to get him things like the pizza or drinks or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, if you had any idea how much pain that person is in oh, right now, that man's in. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of his little gopher there, you know, but I don't think they really understood why I was doing, it. I was trying to keep him because he just, he'll probably hear this and be mad. He doesn't like the, you know, he'd rather be doing it himself, but he shouldn't have been, he wasn't supposed to be. So. Right. Yeah, well, he yeah, was supposed to be doing a lot of Angus stuff. Angus there, Coleman. Yeah, and get a store out there in Utah. They'll take care of you. Right. And then, yeah, if you haven't seen Sterling's TikTok, yeah. um, he's posted funny. to Facebook and Instagram eventually, but it is hilarious. Uh, the last one with the 500, I lost it. Yeah. I, I I was really laughing hard. Yeah. who? I don't know this gentleman, Fox Hall Woodworks. I need to. I need... JP, if you go back a couple oh. episodes, he was on with us. Okay. Okay. That's who that is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Now I know. I just didn't know the. Um, I, I'm getting all these messages all of a sudden. <laughs> You're popular. So, in all of your journey, it is actually a great thing because you were able to bring it back. Yeah. Tell me about this. So that that's Bella, and she is a neighbor. Uh, my my wife works in, or for the longest time, was kind of helped run the young women's program in our local church here a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, people know them as Mormons, and she was the young women's president. And they would come over and use the shop. And I think she had, I think she was in wood shop and she was trying to make something and COVID had kind of shut things down. And so she, I had a lot of kids come over and use the shop during that time. And I love that. That is so fun. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do is to have the kids come over and play and try stuff and, you know, and, uh, Anyway, she was over there. I can't remember what she was actually making now. It's, <clears throat> but <clears throat> she was there, and I had several others come too. And a lot of times we'll have the, we used to have the scouts come over a little bit, and you know, try things and learn about shop safety and that kind of thing. And that's the only time I really—I mean, not the only—that's what some of the times I really regret not buying the sock stuff. <clears throat> Always have that there. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, because. <clears throat> I didn't really ever let him use the table saw. Uh, it's never too late to solve that problem, Gary. <laughs> no, I, one of these days, maybe. You know, the sad part is if I just would have done it then, it, the saw that I have costs more than that would have cost back. Right. Life goes on. Yeah, it's a black grizzly, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a grizzly, you know, uh, and it works great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, you know what it doesn't do, though? It doesn't stop the blade from cutting someone's finger. No, it does not. <laughs> not sponsored, by the way. That's absolutely 100% correct. <laughs> oh, yeah, good times there. So uh, in closing of the show, so you had mentioned Braxton early, earlier, and I was thinking if you had a story to bring up to remember him, 
Yeah. Well, he Braxton's another one of those guys that, uh, you know, when I met him, he he had driven all the way from I think Phoenix slash Arizona. Well, I think he and Ty Mosier mm-hmm. were that uh, came together, and Ty I think's in Phoenix, and Braxton was in in uh, Las Vegas area, and come to find out, they both were Intermountain Boys. You know, one lived. Southern Idaho and Braxton used to live in Utah. But I think the story that I would tell about Braxton is his kindness, you know, and his willingness to just uh, really help people, you know, and his smile. That guy has, he's a big boy and he had a huge smile. And, you know, I never heard him, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm sure he did, but he was, he was a great dad and, uh, he always treated me with great kindness and we stayed in touch. And I can't tell you how many times we tried to hook up when he would drive through Utah and I'd be gone or he'd be gone. And that saddens me that we didn't find a way to do that more often, you know, but um, I just feel like he really gave a lot to the community too. He was all on Woodturners worldwide, mm-hmm. did a lot of demos with Carl Jacobson and some of those guys. And, and uh, I just think it's one of those things where these paths cross not for very long or very, mm-hmm. you know, and yet there was an impact made. And he was the kind of guy that made an impact. And, yeah. uh, you know, I feel for his family and I know that there's a GoFundMe out there uh, for their family. He, he left two young children and uh, he died from cancer. It was really, really unexpected and quick. And, um, you know, like the last text saw from him is he was going, hey, I'm in the hospital. Can anybody bring me something? A bottle of water. When I read that, I'm not even kidding. It like chills went through my spine. Like, why is he on Facebook asking if anyone's in this area to bring him a bottle of water? water. I know. And then he went dark and two in the next within 36 hours, he was gone. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because he said, Yeah. Yeah. I just I guess maybe the only thing I can say is yeah, be grateful for the people that are in our lives and be kind to one another as Sterling often says, and, uh, you know, try to improve somebody's day instead of, you know, if you do that, the rest of it comes back. Comes easy. Yeah. Cause there was a lady, um, that had, we, so Chris and I at work, we do the online chat thing and she put the weirdest sentence and I actually, you know, told her, thank you very much for that. But it was, you know, go ahead and have a good day on purpose. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I was like, I've never heard anyone say, go have a good day on purpose. Yeah. I've heard people don't say, wait for it to come things. To right. yeah, don't wait for it to come to you. So I thought that yeah. was very different. Um, but Braxton, for me, he was always, he was the uh, nicest troll. And I, know, and I know it sounds bad, but if you remember back with Steve Carmichael, when he dressed up as a wrestler and called out Steve Carmichael. I don't remember that. And then what he would do with Kling Sports, he would go through and he would um, tag us whenever he was laser cutting his five inch eight hole discs on his laser cutter. You know, it was a small little laser yeah. cutter. It wasn't yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. But he was always going through. He bought the bargain box for the lathe. Right. And then he I do through. remember that. You remember that? Yeah. So I always thought that was crazy because it was like, it was trolling in a way, but it was his style. Yeah. You know, he would he yeah. just if you go check out his YouTube, he had he had stuff out there where he was very much involved with the maker community. He had. I wouldn't say any shame to it, but at the same time, he was so funny without trying to be funny. Yeah, I you think know? you're right. You know, he just had this sort of 
yeah, it was just, he was an engaging guy, you know, he, he, he made friends quickly. And like you said, but I remember that how funny that was. He goes, Hey, here's a way to save money. Just buy the bargain box and laser cut this stuff. You know? And then for like, I would say for a year after that, he wouldn't say two words. All he would do is just tag us in it. And then he would just show the laser cut now. And then him just shaking his head. Like, yes, I did. <laughs> it was awesome. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's it. I don't know whether I was, anybody cares, but. It was sure fun to talk to you guys again. Maybe I get to see you sometime soon. I hope so. I hope so. I'd, I'd love to learn the CNC, yeah. but I try to oh, learn it. Yeah. Too busy building them. <laughs> yeah, I guess we don't I'll care if anybody cares. cares. We're, we're here for you, Gary. Oh, we appreciate you being on with us, really. I mean, this has been a lot of fun. So, well, it's been a good time. So. Well, let's see here. Let's yeah, we see. enjoyed it. And and look at it like this: until you until you can't go seventy miles an hour downhill on skis, yep. once you can't do that anymore, it's time to just hang it up yeah, and do woodworking full time. Well, is sixty five okay? Hang it up. I I didn't go much last year actually. I didn't, and because I was I got hurt the year before. I tore. It was a weird day. It was like April with crap snow. I mean, thick, thick, heavy, wet snow, spring snow. And I and I go. This is the kind of snow you get hurt in. I got. I got stuff to do. And I, I ski with a bunch of old fart guys. Mm-hmm. All of them are ex-racers, ex-skiers. So why do I go that fast? To keep up. And um, I know it's crazy. There's eight of us in this gondola, six or eight, whoever, whatever group shows up, all really good skiers. And if you aren't snapped into your boots and on the on that thing, you're left, you know. And, and uh, so I said, I'm leaving. I'm going home. And I go down and I hit this, I go, I, you know, this little ridge, I'm skiing fast. Last run, right? I'm out of there. It's like only one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm leaving and uh, go over and my right ski goes, sinks in. And I just, I tried to pull it off and I should have just gone down, but I go, no, I can. And it spun around and I tore my hamstring and it went six inches down my leg. So uh, I was hurt pretty bad. And, and anyway, I finally called Sue and, and, uh, she just asked one question. Did they take him off the hill in the sled? And because I had been hurt, like literally I broke my neck and I skied down. And 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 they said, yeah. And she goes, oh, crap, this is bad. <laughs> <I'm serious. laughs> so, so I didn't go much. And then I broke my ribs on a bike with my son. And I, so I didn't go much. And hey, speak of the devil. So anyway, we're still on, babe. So that's my better half right there. That's Miss Sue. Yeah. And so anyway, we, uh, but this year I'm going again and yeah, you're right, Chris. I'm, I plan on going fast. Still. Well, see, if you can't go faster than your age, then, then, you know, it's too much. That's why I haven't skied since oh, I was I got 12. You. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I stopped skiing yeah. at 12. So well, let's tells see, you 67 this year. So I think I can still make it. See, look, this it. is being praised as oh, one of our best make- episodes. You'll make it. She says. <laughs> so. And this is from Kyle, who's seen them all. Yeah, Kyle's been there since the beginning, so that's a bit. He's one of the original whatnotters. Well, thank you, guys. That's really good. So this is the best part right here. Come here. You've already inserted yourself now. Yep, the best best way to end the show is with your better half. There you go. There you go. So, and this is the guys right here. She's met these guys, too, by the way. This is Sue, and Sue knows Mike and Chris. They know about your turning. Oh, yeah. Because he sent pictures, by the way, and he gave us this one of you. 
Oh, lovely. That's a great picture. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. No. You yeah. could pick a day where maybe yeah. I'd wash my face huh. or something. Well, I mean, in all fairness, he did send us this, which was yeah. you're doing too. <laughs> the couch is looking kind of good tonight. <laughs> I think we were all more just just more amazed at the beautiful bowl that you turned. I mean, I don't yeah. think any of us were looking at that. I mean, we we're looking at the bowl. Yeah, yeah doing, that was it. She's doing yeah. good. She really is. It's it's fun. It's great when I have help. Good help. Good help. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're going to take over the shop now, right? That's what Gary was saying earlier. You're getting into it. You said you might. Oh, start I think taking... he wishes I would, so that he could buy more things. <laughs> He's got to figure it out. Busted. Busted. You know, what is it they always say? He always says, yes, he's so worried that um, when he's gone, I will sell his tools and machines for the price he told me he paid for them. Good luck with that. <laughs> They'll go quick. That's okay. Yep. I've got kids in line now. I want that and I want that. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. it's I, I'm pretty honest with what I pay for. He is pretty crazy. honest is up there. You just define the, the word pretty. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my age, I tell her what I think I paid for, more like what I remembered I paid for. Oh. And I, I have recognized that a few times I think I paid less than I actually paid when I found a old receipt or something like that. I go, oh, I thought that was only like this much money. And then I realize no, it was more. <laughs> oh. oh, I know. We're going to need a bigger shop. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Nick's going to give you a lathe. That's what he says here. <laughs> I like that. When, yeah. yeah, I heard that on my drive home. You did? Oh, yes. see, Nick, she already I heard. I sent you a text. I said, okay. You, oh, I haven't been looking at texts. But... <laughs> <laughs> They've been going off, though. He's popular. Uh, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Another couch. Uh, well, thank you, well, guys. It's been a great time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, you for it. joining us. Yep. Hey, thank you, guys, because this is a great, great thing for Gary. He loves it. What he loves I, woodworking. He loves his community been it's been awesome well, this is a perfect perfect topic for him and uh and and definitely it fits his uh personality as a maker and as a helper even though he doesn't think he's a maker he is i know yeah. people who have told me that they look to you on some of your posts because they like some of the turning you're doing yeah so you're influencing well, people whether you like it or not. Yeah, that's just Nick. He needs to step it up and look higher, I think. you know. No, it wasn't Nick. It was someone else. I, oh, I'm man, not going to name names to call them out, but they're not in this uh, chat line. But Well, we've uh, been lucky. We have we have two friends, Scott, and then she turns wood. Emily Ford, she turns wood. She's an amazing turner. And she's local, too. You know? And uh, Sue and I... She comes and helps Sue, and that's better because it's probably better when someone else teaches your wife than when you try to teach your wife. You know? We learned. We yes, learned. Thank in, you, Scott and Emily. Yeah, we learned in the ski school that uh, when I was teaching that we all made a pact that we would teach the other person's wife, not our own, and that was the smartest decision that group of ski instructors ever made. Wow. <laughs> so, I can I can understand that. I can understand yeah. that. Yeah. So there you go. Well, thank you again. I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. And, uh, you know, you, Gary, you, Sue, thank you very much for joining us at the last minute here, jumping in here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so whether you know him by Gary, Gary Bear, or Izzy's Gary, however you call him, 
<laughs> this is Gary and his lovely wife. We do appreciate you coming on for sure and sharing your uh, wisdom and your stories and uh, encouraging some of the folks who kind of watch us. I think it probably was pretty packed tonight. That's the it most I've packed. seen chatting back and forth. So I know I had to scroll quite a few times through the comments. There's a lot going on here. A lot of praise. And there was one in particular I wanted to call out from Angus. Uh-oh. Yeah. He had a good one for you. Oh, hold on. And then we'll oh, go, no. I promise. It's be scary. No, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It was about you skiing and something about, there it is. Uh, Daredevil just says, oh yeah, that boy. Yeah, that's what it's like uh, when you lose a tire on the mountains in a four-wheel, you know, the lug nuts came off. <laughs> just ask him how we ended up fixing it. And literally drove the wheels off of it. We tried it. He goes, get a log, do all that stuff. Why don't we just try this? And he goes, well, okay. At the end, guess what worked? The guy who knows nothing about cars. I'm telling you, you got this beginner luck to you by far. Because you're not overthinking it. That's right. That's right. Three hours later, we figured it out. Hey, that's better than leaving it for the next day. That's true. It was. It was fun. It's a memory. There you go. Well, thank you again for joining us, everybody. Uh, This is the What Not Podcast. I'm Mike Z. I'm Chris. And go out there and follow Gary, Gary Bear Woodworks. That's it. Check him out. All right, everyone. Have a great evening. Have a good night. See you next time. Next week's going to be fun, too. (laughs) Looking forward to it.